0: Get yourself together, man. Move to Philly. File off. Start a noise band. Get six or seven roommates. Eat hummus with them. Book some gigs.
1: Paint. Smoke clothes. Listen to Animal Collective. Start some type of salsa company.
0: it was fairly depressing you know after a while of just really really wanting to uh i mean because you know we, we had built it was really just that we had built up so much momentum towards playing the songs together and working on the songs together and had worked on everything for a whole month in uh leaper's fork in tennessee um trying to get it all prepared and just you know so happy with uh just just the, the tightness and the the vibe that we had going. Um yeah, it was just crushing to uh to to realize that we couldn't do that, you know, in the long run. I mean, you know, we could have waited, but you know, I'm glad that we didn't because, you know, things definitely lasted that way for quite a bit. Um we could've toughed it out and um it's just, you know, we had so many songs as um, evidenced by isn't it now coming out um, that we're you know we're just always eager to get things out as soon as possible and it's it's always like a constant battle and 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 uh, just sort of dealing with uh, the way our label works to to you know have to deal with those schedules and stuff like that and everything that kind of revolves around putting out a record um, it's always just so important for us just, it seems like what we have the most control over is recording the music, writing the music, you know, just making sure that that element of it is finished. So at that point we were just kind of like, we have all these songs. We, we kind of just want to get stuff out as soon as possible. We already know, we already knew that there would be delays because of the label scheduling. And the fact that we have solo projects that we're always working on too, makes it very complicated in terms of, you know, you don't want to release too much at the same time. And, you know, sometimes we're all right with that. And, you know, uh, more than, you know, most times we're just, uh, wanting to put stuff out as soon as possible. So, yeah, we just, you know, we just sort of went, you know, stuck the, with the home studio route and wanted to see what would happen at least, you know,
1: Were you satisfied though with the results in spite of the, I guess, depressing circumstances?
0: Definitely. 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 I mean, the depressing circumstances weren't that we like had to do it that way or like, oh, God, you know what I mean? We got to I mean, we all we all have, like I said, like decent equipment that's that records, you know, music well enough. And we've been recording music ourselves for 20 plus years now. It's not like we don't know what's going on. I think for me personally, you know, I had just recorded my previous solo record, "Cows and Hourglass Pond," in the studio too, and it was just sort of like, oh, I'm stuck here, you know. I think it was just the isolation that was really the drag, you know what I mean, and not being able to play together. But sonically, I think you know it turned out all right. I mean, it, you know, it would have been different had we done it differently, but I'm. But I think we're all very content with the way. And a lot of people think it's our most live-sounding record, and it's probably our least. <laughs> live live record
1: <laughs> in a situation like that you know when where the songs are are written in like a radically different the world was in a very different place when you're actually in the process of of writing those songs and building them out how does how does that circumstance ultimately affect the way the music sounds on record
0: uh well you know it it, it, it depends on on how much time goes by and how much we sit with the, with the songs. I think recording this recording the time skip songs, um, at home, um, and just being able to sit with them. There were a few that were relatively new at the time, like strung with everything. Um, and I think taking such long periods of time to track and just hear how things sounded in our, in our homes, you know, after, people were doing this overdub or that or overdub, you know, because things come together in a, in a drastically different way. You know, things, things are more stacked, you know, it's like you're building a house, you know, and you, you put the foundation down first and then you, it doesn't all happen at the same time as it would, you know, if we were live. And so that just, you know, gives you the time to examine things a lot more. And and that's more what changes everything. It's like being able to step back and listen so much more and having that space rather than being in a studio where, where things are, you know, tend to be a little bit more rushed and there's, you know, there's a time limit on things. And so, you know, if we were to go into a studio and with the, with a certain idea in mind of how we wanted things to be done, then it would probably, you know, get done that way. But like breaking it apart so much like that for time skips, really, it changed certain things. It didn't change a lot, you know, but definitely added, and, and was positive in a lot of ways for a lot of those songs, you know. Um, but I think the length of time also just creates more distance personally um, from the music, you know. And it's not so much that the, the big factor is it's not so much. The process is just so important um, for me and I think for all of us. And it's really not the final outcome that, you know, ultimately we get gratification from. It's that the process was was positive and and you know a lot of good things happen we learn a lot um and just the more the more time you get distance from that process and in this case the process of writing that music just the older and the more you know the more you change or i change and and the the more you feel like not connected to that stuff anymore and so uh you know, it's not so much that, that the, the, you know, the world changing and everything changes it so much. It's just sort of like our perspective changes so much, you know, that, you know, we start to set and guess certain things or, or, you know, want to hear things differently, you know, and that can be good. And that can also be bad.
1: That's interesting. This idea of your relationship to the music changing, especially from the standpoint of, I mean, I guess this is actually a long time ago now, you know, time, time, has lost all meaning, but, um, doing the, the, the pitchfork set, I guess, back in like 2018 and like, actually like really revisiting these old songs, right? How, how did your, how had your relationship to those songs changed in the intervening years?
0: Uh, you, I assume you mean the song Tongs uh, uh, show. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was an interesting one. It's not, I mean, you know, we're just typically not um, the type of people that want to look back like that and want to go back like that. I think, you know, once we put something out into the world, we move on. You know what I mean? It's more, you know, uh, the world's now and, and less ours, you know. And I think that's because we change so much. And it's almost as if those were different people in a way that, that recorded that, that music. And, and, you know, Noah and I had a very different, not very different, but, you know, kind of a different relationship when we, when we uh, got together to write those songs. And, uh, you know, we spent a year, you know, very close together working on that stuff and touring that stuff. And, and uh, yeah, so that created a lot, you know, a lot of situations and a lot of feelings and emotions that, you know, we've since moved, moved very far away from, you know, and, and have grown up a lot. And, you know, we're basically <clears throat> 20 years older uh, now. Um, so, yeah, people change. And, and But at the same time, it's like the songs came back like like that. You know what I mean? It was just sort of like we had played them yesterday. You know what I mean? And it felt very comfortable and good to play them it didn't feel like you know we were begrudgingly playing these songs or you know like it left a bad taste in our mouth or couldn't get through it on any given night it was it was really easy to get up there and just you know play and I think maybe that too because we hadn't really played music together in that in that way for for a minute you know we've been Using a lot of electronics and and you know more of a, more of an elaborate stage setup, so in a way it was refreshing in that way too, and and was kind of crucial for that time period for me and sort of like going back to my roots, you know, and um, at this stage of Animal Collective just helped and helped me work through some stuff with where we are and just think a lot about you know why I started making music in the first place and why I, you know, why we made that record sometimes. And, you know, what the, what the trajectory of animal collective has been.
1: What do you mean by work through some stuff?
0: Oh, just feelings. I feel like I was, uh, I, I was, I started having around that, around that time, like 2016, you know, painting with era, um, just coming to the realization, um, you know, cause it's sort of like a whirlwind, you know what I mean? you know, life, but also (laughs) more specifically, you know, this process of, of being in a band and, you know, the trajectory that you take and, you know, it's a, I've never wanted to see it as this linear progression. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I've always wanted my own freedom in the band to have the freedom to feel like we were just kind of, you know, doing what what our intuitively felt like we should do at the time and and you know just sort of taking left turns and right turns and maybe to other people that wasn't you know decisions that really made sense but for us you know it, it was staying true to ourselves and felt good i just think around that time 2016 you know after some years you i that was the first time i had just like been forced i guess to look back on everything and to realize, you know, all this, I just didn't think about so much time passing, you know, we were just so in the moment I was in the moment. And then, you know, you realize 15, 20 years pass and, 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 and a lot of it had to do with, you know, press, press reactions and interviews we were getting asked to do at the time. A lot of people wanting us to look back and, and, you know, a lot of people feeling like, um, the first decade of music that we created was, you know, this really magical or important thing or, you know what I mean? And always sort of, you know, putting that up on a pedestal, it just, yeah, it just, it it just started making me have a lot of feelings about where I was and what we were doing and, you know, being like the sort of elder, elder statesman of the, (laughs) of, you know, the, you know, indie music world or whatever at that time, you know, or now, you know what I mean? Um, it's just a lot a lot to think about and feel, and um doing something like the sung tongues thing and 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 being able to feel so connected to that energy you know was really helpful and cathartic for me.
1: It sounds like you're referring to really the band was very much swept up in you know obviously and um the show is your pitchwork a pitchwork was a huge supporter, but there was so much buzz around the band that it sounds like you know to a certain extent that that process, a little bit of a come down process is kind of inevitable.
0: Definitely. And I, and I, and I, and I feel like it, it you know, in the history of, of music, it happens to every band, you know, has to go through that where there's sort of like an arc or, you know, there's a, a peak that you reach, you know, or something like that, or, or, you know, I feel like, um, for, for our case, um, in a, uh, in a way I feel like it's, um, People becoming very familiar with with the sound, you know, and 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 you know the reaction being, oh, it's not you know such a surprise anymore. It's like this is Animal Collective, you know, doing what Animal Collective does, or you know what I mean. And yeah, that's the, that's just a it's a crazy thing to witness and feel and be a part of, you know, and and be a part of having a personal connection to making music for so many years, and to also be witness to. Um, the fan base and so many other people being a part of that too, and having feelings about what you're making and that kind of thing, you
1: know? I mean, it's an interesting dichotomy, right? I mean, people being familiar with your sound, but you're also constantly moving forward at the same right, time or wanting and to, trying to, you know, to do <laughs> these... things. Was that a fear that you had sort of been stuck in this idea that people had of you?
0: I, I, a little bit. I think, um, when we put out painting with, um, you know, uh, it's it, it was it's a complicated record to uh, you know to look at or ingest in terms of um, Animal Collective's history or whatever. And I think um, I can totally see why you know people would hear it and be like, well, "Wow, you know, this isn't this isn't the Animal Collective I you know what I mean? I'm used to uh, or whatever." But I think at that time we felt like people really wanted a specific thing from us and we weren't giving that to them. And I, and, and, and that was tough for us, you know? Um, Cause we felt really strongly about painting with, you know, and I'm not saying that there are people that don't like the record or I'm, I'm totally down on, I, I think, you know, critically what it didn't do very well, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of stuff that I read about it, I, yeah, I felt like what I just said, I felt like a lot of people, sort of blamed us for not being the old animal collective, you know, and, and, and that's sort of something we've always tried to move on from. I mean, I, and, but I also understand that there's a spirit, you know, and an energy that, that, you know, we strove for like early on. And, and I think that's, that's, that's part of the important stuff that I'm I'm trying to stay connected to, or, or, you know, what the kind of, end of the last decade kind of helped me get through, you know, or or reconnect to, you know.
1: It's a funny thing, or at least it's a funny thing in hindsight, because I think that we've all experienced this, especially if you make and put creative things out into the world, that if one of them doesn't hit the way maybe others had or the way you wanted it to, that all of a sudden, it's the end of the world. Like, I've had that before, too, where I've been like, you know, I like, I've had like a bad interview or something and it's just been like, I guess I'm just bad at this now. I guess this is just how things are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean like one, you know, one negative comment, you know, somewhere can, can send me spinning, you know what I mean? And that's why for the most part, I I don't, I don't really try and pay attention to that kind of stuff, you know, even, even the good stuff sends you spinning, you know, into, into unreality almost into not yourself into letting the ego take over. And that's kind of what I'm, you know, I'm not about that. I want, I want to just feel strongly about, about, you know, what I'm doing and have this personal connection to it and let the process sort of guide me and, and, and teach me what it, what it needs to, um, and it's hard to do that when, you know, you're paying attention to the sort of outer outer circumstances, you know, and, and what's, you know, what's going on around you that's attached to all of it, obviously, but um, it's still, you know, kind of separate in a way from, the, from our animal collective experience.
1: So it sounds like it was kind of a perfect storm in terms of, you know, this record not perhaps being received as well as other ones had, but also hitting this milestone and reflecting on on the past at, at, at that point how do you push through and how do you avoid i'm asking this for myself as much as anything like how do you avoid wallowing in those those sort of negative or doubtful feelings
0: i mean i found that they just move they just move away and move on or, or maybe it's because i've you know I, I i've it's the kind of thing you know being when you're putting yourself out there, you're, you're putting something creative out there or or on display, you kind of have to develop a tough skin in that way. I mean, we're, we're no strangers to, um, people talking negatively about us. Like we're, we're aware that there's, you know, there's certain people that I don't think will ever like come around to animal collective. They hear animal collective and they're probably just kind of like, ah, you know, those guys, you know, or, and so it's been, you know, it's been, it, it's in in some ways, it's yeah, it's been a, it's been our whole career where I've had had to get used to to opinions like that and thinking like, oh, nobody's going to like this one. Or and I think because we've changed so much from record to record, it's 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 kind of I've had to get used to that because I feel like there are always people with every record that have been like, uh, you know, this isn't the last record. Like feels this is not as good as Sung Tongs. What are they doing? But then at the same time, people being like, Feels is the most amazing thing. And then Strawberry Jam, like, oh, what happened? You know, and oh, Strawberry Jam is my favorite animal collective record. So, and it's like that for every record, Um, you know, to varying degrees. Obviously, Painting With was a little bit more of a swing towards uh, seeing a lot more negativity maybe around it. But, uh, you know, in a way, it's just something I've had to get used to and, you know, develop techniques for just, you know, having move on, and the same goes for shows and playing live. you know I can I can play a show or animal collective play a show and and maybe it's just the way I'm feeling. I have no basis in reality for the way I feel after a show, but maybe I'll just feel really, really bad after a show. And, uh, think, man, we, we suck. You know what I mean? Like we really blew that one or I really blew that one and go to bed, you know, like on the verge of tears, basically, if not, you know, crying a little lonely in my hotel room, um, or on the bus, um, thinking like, man, how am I gonna, you know, how how can I approach the next day or whatever the next show? But you know, it's just kind of you go to sleep, or you know, there's it's just important to move move on from something like that. Or it's so it's so small and insignificant in in the grand scheme of things and in life. So outside of the process, you know that I you know, and 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 part of the negative stuff is is part of the learning process too. And, it, and like I said, it just kind of. Has made has made me stronger in terms of criticism and and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, for me, it was a really important realization of accepting that. I mean, you know, in, in your case, like that—that that there will be bad shows. Like some shows are just bad. Like, and sometimes you have yeah. a, a night off, and just like you know, j- j- just sort, just sort of being being able to accept that and being able to accept that that's kind of. Uh, in effect, part of the process, really, especially um, because I get the sense in terms of the way you guys play together as a group that it's a real, it's a tightrope act in a way that maybe it isn't for a lot of other bands because it is such an exploratory process when you're playing live.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, and we, we leave, there's a certain, there's a certain amount of things we leave up to chance. Um, You know, there's a, there's a certain amount of practice, we believe, that we need versus we don't want to have. And yeah, there are just a lot of elements that go into, you know, the, um, the possible chaos of everything, you know? Um, and I think one, uh, one lesson I've, you know, learned is that, um, in life, um, and a lot of this new record, like, has to do with is that you know chaos exists you know what I mean and and a lot of life at this point you know for everybody is is us dealing with life in in terms of the way in terms of dealing with the chaos that we're just never going to be able to to get rid of and I think some people go through life thinking that the chaos is just going to go away and that thinking it's all going to calm down and that's going to make life great but i think the reality is is no we we live with chaos you know this chaos doesn't 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 go away and so it's sort of like you know making the best of that situation in life i think
1: how much of that is a direct reflection of like not only the pandemic but just i mean i think a lot of a lot of people forget that like shit was bad before the pandemic like it's been it was already uh, a yeah. rough couple of years is is that when, 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 when you're talking about, I don't know if embracing is the right word, but to, at least talking about like living with chaos, it, is that a direct result of just things that are happening on like a national international scale?
0: Definitely. And it's, 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 it's stuff that we started, uh, noticing before the pandemic. You know what I mean? I feel like all the songs on our, on our, uh, on our, on the new records or time skips and, and isn't it now, uh, the newest record, um, they were all written before the pandemic, you know, and a lot of the lyrics were, and yeah, yeah, I feel like it reflects like visions of, you know, a society or a a world uh, of people that seems to be crumbling, you know, but also existing at the same time. And, and, you know, how can we exist and live our best lives uh, and live with each other in the best way amongst this, Crumbling feeling, or amongst this chaos, and should we embrace everything falling apart? I, you know, I think there are people that embrace things falling apart um, and see it as a positive thing, and see it as a, a movement towards change. And I think there are people that don't embrace things falling apart at all, and and think there's this, you know, think there's these hard-edged uh, notions and things that will always be, and always, you know, and that's how. We got to be here, you know, so obviously those things won't go away, but why shouldn't they go away? You know, everything changes in in nature, you know, everything crumbles and deteriorates. Um, You know, I think as humans, you know, we've definitely, some of us at least have this idea that we're beyond that, you know, and uh, I'm not so sure that's a good place to be. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Have you gotten better or at least more receptive to the idea of of things falling apart
0: i think so and i i think you know quarantine and the pandemic definitely as you've been saying definitely like heightened that feeling you know uh um and i feel like for me uh, it's important to to sort of live in a in a sort of like any any you know things could fall apart any day now, you know what I mean? To me, like, you know, in a way, like maybe I don't like truly believe that or want to believe that, you know, but like there's a certain sense of, well, this could be the last day, you know, I get to do this or I get to do that. I think it's unfortunate that I feel like there's some people that are, that are through the quarantine or through pandemic and are like, oh, okay, that's over now. You know what I mean? We're, you know, smooth sailing, but I don't know, it could just as easily happen again next week, you know. I feel like and we're back to where we were and then it's just sort of like so many people haven't learned from the situations that we keep getting into, you know. Um, I don't know, I'm just speaking off the top of my head a little bit. I could talk you could probably talk about it forever, but
1: <laughs> which I'm fine with and it and it's and it's super interesting. I've tried to get better at embracing this idea that everything being temporary can in and of itself be a liberating thing because like instinctually, I don't think we're programmed to, to feel that way.
0: Oh, definitely not. I think, uh, just, you know, years and years of evolution, just of, uh, there's so much in the past that we've, that we've biologically, I guess you could say biologically. I mean, I,
1: you know yeah it's like survival a lot lot of uh, it is just yeah yeah. actual survival
0: Uh, i mean i think about it in a lot of different ways you know but i i feel like we've been it's almost as if we've been programmed you know to to certainly live and feel and think these ways but i think you know for myself I, i think about it but for everybody i think that those patterns can be broken and i i think a lot of those patterns it would be positive to break you know and it's stuff i i work i work in in my own life when I say, you know, stuff like I've been working through that or, and I think animal collective has taught me a lot about the sort of temporary nature of things. I think it's been a, it's been a a journey of a lot of, of change and, uh, and not just the change in our sound, but you know, of of embracing the, the change that we've, we've each gone through individually and the band has gone through and just trying to make it work and using it to, to our ability to, to make something positive out of maybe something that seems initially negative or, or crushing, you know, um, just take it to the next level of animal collective. What will animal collective be next for us? You know? And I think right now, um, for us, it's a, that's a, it's a crucial time for that. I think we're really like, where, where are we going? You know I mean? We have a, we have a record that's coming out, but, um, you know the the music industry, especially, is changing a lot and has changed quite a bit um, since we first signed record contracts. You know, back in two thousand two, two thousand three, um, and and it's 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 been a uh, a process of adapting to that too. And and it seems like we're adapting every day to some new way of being that it, within the music industry. You know, that we have to do or and uh, yeah, I think. It, now, especially we're trying to figure out, you know, where animal collective is going next, you know,
1: one of the interesting aspects of the nature of the way the band is structured. And, and, you know, you alluded to to this before, but obviously it's the same group of guys, but you know, there's, there's comings and goings and, and, every, and everyone is, you know, seems like perpetually working on side projects and solo projects. And obviously, you know, you, you've kind of like moved away from each other, and I just think, like, even in, like, perfect circumstances, it is so difficult to get four people on the same page about something. And it and, it, and it's kind of amazing. And it's, but it sounds like, you know, to a certain extent, when you're talking about these sort of, like, broader things that you're thinking about, that the band is also thinking about these things.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're all... Uh world-minded socially conscious people and 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 spending a lot of time in our own lives kind of you know um, tending to the to that element of life I think in terms of animal collective uh, you know one thing that has made it um, go so long is in in a lot of ways where we're not on the same page I feel like for things that we do and I and I and I, I think that that create, makes Animal Collective kind of like a learning process for all of us, because we sort of have to, you know, there, it's like each era or each record has this code that we all kind of need to figure out. And we kind of, you know, figure it, figure it out in our own ways, at, at maybe parallel to like figuring it out as a band, you know. And I think there's this sort of like overall conversation, band conversation, but at the same time, I think we're, you know, whether it's subconsciously or not, we're each individually figuring out, like, our place in this new in this new thing that is Animal Collective each time, you know. And sometimes it's more difficult for somebody, um, and sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes, you know, um, say for a record, like, uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion, it was very serendipitous. Like, but we just kept saying that the whole time. You know, everything is just, like, syncing up and we're all synced up and this situation happened. And that just seemed, you know, and then there are records, you know, and then centipede hurts the next one. There was a lot more difficulty and, um, we, we didn't all sync up and, um, you know, some of us had personal things happen in our lives that, that created another level of complication. And yeah, there's just so much, you know, when you consider, um, people's personal lives. And, and I think the fact that the friendship for us and going back, the friendship goes back beyond the band for us that, 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 that makes things, you know, very complicated. And that, that's like, you know, having to be aware of that. It's not just the band is the most important thing. You know, it's also, well, this person is also very important to the band, you know, in this poor person's life is very impor- important so we have to make sure that this person is very comfortable you know what i mean and you know and and can and can and can collaborate and and cuz otherwise you know if you're not you know balanced and and comfortable and and doing all right in your own life you're you're not going to be able to function in the band you know what i mean and and there there're definitely records that we've had to approach in that way as well
1: in those specific instances where where there is a I guess like a misalignment or, or people are, are out of sync. Does that, does that have like a fundamental impact on the end result of the, of the record? And is that impact always a negative one?
0: No, I'd say it it has more of an impact on the process, which for me personally, can be more crushing because then, you know, I'm going to look back on as, as much as I, I like, for example, centipede hurts as much as I, am proud of that record and, and, and um, like the way we worked together and a lot of the things that happened in that era, there are a lot of other things because of the process and because of what was happening for me personally, that, that, that process in that time period kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You know, it's not something I can look back on lightly or not have some sort of triggering emotions for. So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily, you know, influence often the, I mean, sometimes it can mean more work for other people, <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if somebody is, is incapable emotionally of, uh, and, you know, musically pulling their weight, you know, it just, the rest of us are usually there to step up and be like, it's all right. You know what I mean? We got this, you know, we just want to make sure, you know, the, uh, for lack of a better word, the vibes that <laughs> are, uh, are okay. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Yeah. peels is my favorite animal collective record so i'm one of the I'm you're, you're of those, not alone, you're not alone. <laughs> doesn't mean i don't love the other stuff but that that's my like that's my favorite bit but for like that one specifically i i often ask people the you know when they when they write about you know really really emotional things or, or or difficult points in their life. And they have to go out and like play those songs live, you know, whether there's a, an extent to what's reliving it. Now, obviously like you don't, your process isn't like that as much, you know, you, and you very much move on from songs. But when you look at something like that, where that the creation of that specific record is so tied to, to your partner at the time, mm-hmm. does that, does that influence your relationship with this, record all these years later
0: it, it definitely does uh it, it, that that one um obviously because of that situation um and my partner at the time and marriage and yeah all that i mean feels is a great t- title you know what i mean because uh that a lot of feelings are, are are left over from that whole era and and you know what i mean it's 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 very important to me and in that sense, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for that. And that. so my connection of, of being proud and, and feeling very, you know, I put a lot into that record and I put a lot into those songs. And uh, it's just like everything I was feeling like coming out into a record at that time. And it's exactly what I, we, you know, wanted to do. But in terms of just playing the songs now, I mean, some it's a little easier to do than others like uh, a song like banshee beat you know it's tough for me it's not it's not a song i you know maybe want to revisit like so often despite i know a lot of people probably wanting to hear that song you know and i i mean i say that just because a lot of people ask to uh, to hear that song or for us to play a lot but yeah but then on the other hand and and I think it, it's because that song for me conjures emotions that that were already very tricky back then. You know, the, the sort of uncertainty and this, you know, the sort of freshness of this feeling. Whereas something like Purple Bottle, it's a little bit more universal, or you know, maybe something a little bit more, spe- you know, not as specific as. As something I put into, I mean, the feelings are definitely all very personal and, and specific, but somehow something like Purple Bottle, and, and just in sort in in terms of like the the joy that I feel from playing Purple Bottle, I feel like it's it's very ecstatic, and and I, I enjoy the energy that I'm able to conjure, like um, or we are able to conjure, like with the whole crowd of people with something like a purple bottle it's it, it's become and it was always like a, a you know a great live song for us you know what i mean it always you know had this kind of uh, ritualistic feel or something to it and it remains that way for me so i enjoy playing it but yeah for some reason something else like banshee beat is a little bit more difficult to play you know and connect to
1: I think joy is the is a perfect word for that song and 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 because of that I think that it if you're lucky it can transcend the the feelings that were tied to it
0: yeah exactly I think when I play when I play Purple Bottle uh yeah my goal is for that joy to just go like a wave over the crowd of people for everybody to be consumed by that energy and that joy and that's that's all I think about when uh, you know we're playing that song and, and you know put everything I have into it to to create that energy.
1: I was looking at an interview that you did. I think I think around your last solo record, and you were talking a bit about the I Ching at the time, which is something I've sort of I, I flirted with a little little bit, but um, have never really engaged with fully. Is that still something that is, I guess, central to your life?
0: Um, I it's definitely something i, I keep in mind um, and you know if I, I i for me it's a it's a tool and there are many good tools that 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 can be used together you know when approaching your own life i feel like people uh, people should find find it out for themselves you know what i mean what 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 resonates you know what kind of vibrations from certain things like that resonate i think it's not something, the I Ching isn't something I'm, I'm looking at all the time. I don't think you really, it's something that you really need to all the time. I think people tend to down talk things like that and like astrology or, you know, certain things, tarot, um, all things which I respect and use in my own life. I think people think that these are like old fashioned kind of like fortune telling, um, devices, you know what I mean? And, and, people only use them to know what, uh, you know, what's going to happen in their future or, you know, what type of person they are on a very superficial level. And I think there's, you know, very deep, 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 deep things that, that, that all this stuff, uh, you know, connect to. Um, And I think the I Ching is one of them. I think somehow uh, i just believe that the I Ching is, is tied in, you know, very tied into human DNA and, and, and just the the progression of life and nature, and I think it's able to to you know to shed light um, on a on a life path, you know. And so uh, I'll tap into it, you know, every now and then if I if there's a question I have or you know what I mean. But it's not it's not a question like I'm trying to get you know an answer like uh, am I going to get a good hamburger tomorrow or something like that. <laughs> sure. It's more. <laughs> it's more, you know, because I'm always wondering what kind of hamburger I'm going to get. Um, I don't even need hamburgers, <laughs> Um,
1: so the answer is always no.
0: Yeah, no, you know, you know, for the, for the 1 millionth time, you're not, um uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a way of kind of being able to reorient your body, your, your nervous system, your, your, uh, your spirit and and sort of reorient it in terms of the outward stuff that's going going on in your life and making you feel certain things or making me feel certain things it, it just I feel like the I Ching sort of can keep you in check you know or keep me in check in terms of what what's important in terms of the way you're living your lo- life day to day or you know the you know the things around you that might seem so horrible or that might seem so great. You know what I mean? It can, it it can really just, uh, it's a good tool to, to sort of figure out how to navigate a lot of that stuff for me, maybe not for everybody.
1: I think I just practically haven't figured out how to use it. You know, it's like, it's just like as a manual and as a, you know, I I know there's like, for some people it involves like coins and things like that. And I just, you know, it, it for me, it's like less straightforward than other pieces of like of Eastern philosophy in terms of like how you actually like tap into it and access it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of like, to me, kind of like, because I've been questioned about it, like, believing in the power of stones, maybe or crystals, you know what I mean? I feel like if they, if they don't resonate with you, if they, if they haven't shown you anything, or if you don't feel anything from them, well, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've definitely had people just be like, "Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why do you believe that, or why do you feel that way?" Well, it's like, yeah, sure. If it, if it doesn't resonate with you, you're not gonna you're not gonna believe in that. And and maybe that's it. Maybe the I Ching just isn't resonating with you in a way that you know that can be helpful for you. And maybe one day it'll just be like you know a sudden epiphany, and you'll be like, ah, you know. Y- you can use it very casually, you know, in terms of. Uh, just opening up the book, you know, to a page. And I think, and I, I, you know, I'll, I'll use tarot in the same way. I'll just draw one card, you know? And, and, and for me in, in, uh, in both instances, it's just sort of like being able to tap into how it relates to your life, what it's trying to show you, you know what I mean? And, and, and sort of, putting that map of your life onto onto that or the code, you know, um, of of I Ching or the code of of tarot and trying to, like, you know, work it into that map. But you can also use it, you know, like you're saying with the coins and do it very, you know, more methodically and and traditionally, you know, I think, you know, things like that. It's sort of like what you put into it, you know, and, and... I feel like the more you work with stuff like that, I mean, I've been interested in working with stuff in, in those kind of metaphysical levels since I was in my early twenties, since, since animal collective really started going. So I feel like in that sense, maybe, you know, for somebody like me, I've just, I have, have had more time with it and it's like sunk into me more and, and I've, I understand it a little bit better just because I've, I've done a lot of reading about it and looked into it a lot.
1: I think your philosophy is spot on from the standpoint of, like, I don't know if you had this experience too, but, and I'm not going to say that I'm not still cynical because in a lot of ways I absolutely am, but I was, I, I was very cynical, uh, you know, like certainly as a, a teenager in, into my, in, into my twenties and, and the, If you can get to the point of realization of, you know, if that works for you, then like, think, think, think God bless you, you know, like that, like then go with God, you know, even if it's like, I'm not a big fan of organized religion. Um, and I don't like a lot of the things that it's led to, but like, listen, if that's the thing that helps you get through, the world is a really, it's a hard, as we've been talking about, it's a, it's a hard place and it's, and it's constant. And if you found some meaning in something that, that helps you live and thrive, then absolutely stick with it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, people are uh, for any, any, sort of like personal thing that people, people do, people, other people are so quick sometimes to attack, you know what I mean? And to judge. And if, if you, if, if you're not doing that thing, or it doesn't make sense, you know, politics are the same way. And, uh, you know, sometimes we just have to figure out, other ways of connecting to each other, you know what I mean? Like more universal maybe ways of connecting to each other and sort of letting these bygones be bygones more or less, you know, in terms of, you know, individually what, what we're choosing to, you know, I mean, beyond the limits of of violence and, and killing people and, and, you know what I mean? And, uh, all that, that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Within reason, I think, uh, you know, so, sometimes it's just you just yeah, like you're saying, you just have to let it go. You know, that person does that, and it works for them. And there's, you know, I might not understand that at all, but there's, there's got to still be something that makes that person, you know, a beautiful person and 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 worth my, you know, my understanding and connection.
1: Occasionally, it's necessary to be to be the guy who's like asking about a title of an album. But I was reminded of Ram Dass when I saw the title, isn't it now? And it, and to me, it, it reflects this idea of, of being in the moment.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I think, I think it means, I think it means, um, you know, a lot of things for, for each of us within the band and, and everybody probably on the planet that hurt, that hears that phrase. Um, it's it's almost something that it's titled, isn't it? Now because it's just something I I hope people will will think about when they when they hear that phrase. Maybe you know what I mean maybe and and, and sort of in the same way we've been talking about the I Ching, sort of come up with their own understanding of what that is. I I, I like the th- I, I like the thought of it. You know, really conjuring some just some deep. Deep thinking about why why we called it that and what what that title means to people individually. You know, I um, I think uh, it it you know comes from it being a line in the the song "Defeat." You know, it's sort of like one of the last standout lines in the song, and I think uh, we've never, um, I don't think we've ever titled a record based on a lyric from a song. Um, so I think that, that that seemed kind of appealing to us. Um, but I think, yeah, for me, um, being the one that kind of had the first idea of calling the record that, um, I just have this thing where I feel like, you know, people are, these days are so reliant on the past and the future to sort of figure out our problems and to sort of pave the way, um, to show us where to show us where we're going. Um, and I think that, uh, there's a lot of negativity around that, or maybe, you know, things that aren't so good about that, that frame of mind anymore. I think maybe, maybe that's one of the sort of, you know, older thing. It seems like an older way of thinking to me now at this point, even though, as you're, as you're saying Ram Dass and, and, you know, plenty of gurus and, and, and mystical religions sort of speak, have been speaking of, 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 you know, similar, similar ways of thinking for, you know, centuries or whatever. There's a, there's a sense to me uh, that modernizing it, you know, is important, you know, and I think, um, I've been reading um stuff here and there about the concept of hauntology and that there's more of the, the the past will always haunt progress and will always haunt our idea of what the future should be and I think like um uh sort of 60s futurism modernism it's like a, per- a perfect example of that where it's like that became our vision of what the future should be and and you know we have these ideas of space stations and you know uh, i don't know all these you know ray bradbury jetpacks uh, you know yeah yeah all, all this kind of you know sci-fi and and you know there, there's a lot of sci-fi um, that I've read. Yeah, that, that it seems like that stuff's coming true. You know, it's more it's more of like the end of the world stuff, though, like the J.G. Ballard stuff, like the <laughs> uh, you know floods and droughts and and and. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think that it's for me it's important to just be here be here now. I mean. It, it it goes beyond um just a a sort of new agey kind of uh mantra and, and to just a you no know, we it's 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 really important to me now i feel like that like i feel like we're relying on things in the past and and the future to always bring the next thing it's like why well, can't why can't the change just happen now? You know what I mean? Well, why, why are we always, why are we always waiting for certain things and being told, ah, oh, things are going to get better. You know what I mean? Or, you know, like for me, the, the reply to that is, this isn't it now, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like, yeah, there's so many things we don't focus on changing right now in this moment. And, and that's everything from the world's problems or the world's issues to things that are in your, you know, problems or you need to change in your own life or appreciate in your own life or you know what I mean. And and isn't it now just kind of yeah brings all that together?
1: I think the flip side of of that of of um, focusing too much on the past and and this has been top of mind because I'm in this hotel room like in the heart of Silicon Valley right now, you know, surrounded by all the VCs and money. And are you familiar with the the, the concept of effective altruism?
0: Uh, not 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 too much. No, if you want to...
1: The way I became really aware of it was that the whole Sam Bakeman-free thing, the whole big, like, crypto collapse thing. Right. And he was an adherent to it. And I think a lot of these, like... I'll just say like rich psychos are are uh, subscribed to this philosophy. And, and uh, my understanding of it, at least to a certain extent is effectively that it is, you make as mu- much money as you can right now uh, under by any means necessary with the understanding that it's, you know, that down the road that you're going to invest all of that, uh, you know, back into like world changing things and charities. And I, and I think that that, it's not, It's and it's not just contained specifically in that philosophy. I just think that that's how a lot of people uh, justify amassing large, you know, sums of money. Because at some point, they'll do something with it that benefits the betterment of mankind.
0: Uh, I understand. That makes sense to me. I mean, uh, to me, that immediately just feels like an egotistical thing, right? Like something that... Just makes them feel feel better about.
1: (laughs) Just to make it clear, I think it's a bad thing.
0: It's just just justifying hoarding money, basically. I guess. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, but also, but 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 I think that that it's a microcosm of the way like a lot of people's. I've done this. You've probably done this too. Our brains tend to operate that, like you know oh, at some point down the road, we'll, 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 you know, do, do something that helps people, you know, like at some point, I'm focused on this thing right now. But at some point down the road, I'm going to actually like, strive to make the world a better place.
0: I would, I would, I would think the reverse would be kind of more important for me. Yeah, I mean, I think in the sense of thinking more along the lines of if, and it's hard. I mean, it's like, we, what can you do? You know what I mean? We, we live in a in a society where we are forced to make money you know what i mean it's 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 it has to be a part of what we do day to day you know what i mean uh animal collective has to be tied into. to unfortunately you know i wish it weren't you know making money it's how i live and there's since you know 2004 i guess when i decided that that was going to be my job you know what i mean and and that was, you know, how I was gonna make money. I had to approach Animal Collective in that way, in a certain sense. But at the same time, you know, it's never, it's never, it's never really been about making money for us. You know what I mean? Any decision that we've made, you know, any, uh, you know, record that all the records that we made, we're not thinking like this is gonna pull in all this money for us, or we have to do this to, you know maybe now, you know, more than more than ever we're we're thinking that way about certain decisions just because yeah, it's uh like I said the music industry is in a very strange place and and
1: and you get older and you have to start worrying about yeah,
0: the future. Yeah, 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 like yeah, we've that. got, you know, some of us have families and, and and that kind of thing, but uh so yeah, we can't you know, we can't always be Looking beyond our, our ourselves in in that in that sense, in terms of at least making money, but I would think that you know uh, a more beneficial, at least maybe to yourself even, a way of being would be like you no, know, put more out to others first.